0: Welcome to the KLE podcast and this is your host Sean Smith. Really great to have you with me again on this Sunday for the Sunday message. I am going live with this message as usual for Sunday and we are talking about uh, where are the skilled workers for the last days. This is part three of that series And uh, discussing or sharing just some insights from the Word of God regarding um, the Jesus strategy or the kingdom strategy for reaching our world in the last days. And definitely it it comes by workers, skilled workers. So this is uh, the episode. This is what the episode is about today. Thank you for joining me and let's kick it off right now and head off to the live broadcast. Okay, welcome to welcome to another episode of KLE and on live in the Facebook group The Kingdom Leadership Equipping. Really great to have you with me. This is Sean, the founder of Kingdom Leadership Equipping group Facebook group and um, your host on the KLE podcast. We are busy with our Sunday message, this is the Sunday message, this is the the message that I bring to you uh, every Sunday just about and really great to have you with me, so glad you hopping on to listen to the, the episode and coming on to the live, whether you are live live or replay live, that's um, all the same for me, thank you very much for being here. We are talking about where are the skilled workers for the last days, and we are in part three. Um, we need skilled workers. We we are not winning this war doing it the way we're doing it. We're thinking if we shout more and, um, you know, sweat more, <laughs> that we're going to somehow be able to actually reach more people. But the way Jesus, the strategy Jesus gave was actually for influence. Jesus brought us, gave us a strategy that would reach um, the world. I'm just going to give a couple of uh, waves here to people hopping on. Thank you very much. <laughs> Good to see you guys. Um, so we we need to follow Jesus' strategy on how he wanted this to work because Jesus' strategy worked. If it, if it didn't work, how did one man influence 12 men and one bombed out? 11 men and those that surrounded them to actually bring such an impact to the world that it continues even today. In three and a half years, he could accomplish more than most men cannot accomplish in 30 years. In, in three and a half years, and not because you know he was God's son in the sense of walking in, in his divinity, He walked in his humanity as a son of God, bringing influence into the culture of the day. And he could have such an impact that it would make a difference. Glad to have you with me. Um, So the strategy Jesus brought works. However, the church has relegated Jesus' strategy to a religion. And Jesus' strategy is not a religion. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, 19, and 20 tells us Jesus' strategy. He gives the mission to his disciples, to his team that he had um, mentored, that he had led, and he had taught leadership principles too. And they take that. So when he says go into all the world, the word go there was an, a greeting. It was a Middle Eastern greeting, which means the path that I've been on, taken you on, led you on, is the path that you are to continue on and keep going, keep doing what I've shown you, basically. That it's all encapsulated in the go. It wasn't just like, you know, get off and get going. It was much more meaningful than that. But Jesus, in in that commission, in that mission, Transference That assignment he gives to them says to them all authorities given to me in heaven and earth go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them or commanding them to do whatever I've commanded you to pass on the Constitution to pass on the things that I've given you to embrace. And now you to engage the others with that as well. So we've been looking at that whole mission. And the number one thing was authority. The first week we looked at authority is that everybody wants power and we have the power. That's the thing. But I still see people, you know, trying to conjure up more power. How much more power does God give you? How much more power can you have? Than the Holy Spirit. How much more can you get? But we have this. Man has a lust for power. Whether it's doing it through wealth. Doing it through position. Doing it through titles. Doing it through hierarchy. It doesn't matter what. You know which method they use. Man has this unquenchable lust for power. That he can always elevate himself. And be more superior to others. But that's not Jesus way. Jesus says all authority has been given to me that the Sadducees and Pharisees weren't looking and the scribes you see weren't looking and asking Jesus where does your power come from they asked him where does your authority come from when the people observed him they said this this is somebody that speaks with and teaches with authority he's not like the other scribes and teachers of the law Jesus operated in authority. Now he says when he's been resurrected and he's now on his way to becoming the high priest of the New Testament. He and as king of all kings. He declares all authority, all exousia, all right to use power has been given to me. Therefore you go. And so now he commissions them, he missions them, he assigns them with the authority that he's received. When you have an understanding of authority, and I'm not going to go through all of that, but you know, to me it's just been an absolute mind blowing (laughs) time experiencing and seeing the revelation of not just the believer's authority, Mm. but kingdom authority, the authority that we have as kings. Subject to the king of kings. And so we've received this authority. And now we can begin to walk in that authority. Number one, number two, we saw that uh, in in, um, Matthew chapter nine, Jesus said to his disciples, verse 37, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. We need Workers, the harvest is ripe, but we need workers. But it's not working. So, why is it not working? As I said last week, we're condemning the world. We're woeing the world. You know, woe is like W O E, not W H O A. Woe. It's not that. Woe. It's woe. Jesus woeed the leaders, the, the religious leaders of the day, but he didn't woe the people. The church today hides in a monastery of four walls with a meeting mentality saying, come and meet with us, come and go with us, come and do what we do. Otherwise, woe is you, you're going to hell. That's not what Jesus commissioned us to do. That's not the way Jesus did it. Hence, kingdom leadership equipping is equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset, with a kingdom perspective. With a kingdom heart, kingdom attitude, with a kingdom way. We need to find out how the king does it so that we do it in the king's way, which is the kingdom way, where the king gets the rule, the reign, and the dominion, not man. Anyway, let's not get off on that as a as a track. But the harvest is ready, and Jesus says you need to beseech the Lord of the harvest. Don't beseech The program, don't set up a new program. He said, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. There's a whole lot of technicalities in that. But I want you to see what the workers were about. Now, when we go to chapter 10, and it says in verse 1, And having summoned his 12 disciples, he gave them authority. Again, we have that word exousia, authority over unclean spirits to cast them out to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Can you see that's where it started was with the authority, the authority to use might, the authority to use might, power. So then verse 2 and 3, he chooses out 12 who are going to be and he sent out obviously another 10. But then in verse, look at this in verse Um, 5 it says the 12 jesus sent out after instructing them after instructing them and that's what we looked at last week there has to be an equipping there has to be a seeking to be equipped and and an equipping that takes place on two levels we're looking at here one we need to seek the equipping we need to seek the instruction and then we need to be the instructors so, the fivefold ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, it says they are gifts, not positions, not titles. They're gifts that are given to the body to equip the saints. The word equip is katatismos, which means kata is intensive. Tismos is to repair and prepare. Repair and prepare. And if you go through then the, the, uh, Book of Ephesians chapter 4, you see that the whole body comes to maturity because of the equipping. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, not building our ministries, equipping the saints. Okay. So he says, they're instructing them, saying, do not go in the way of the Gentiles, etc., etc., Do not enter any city, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then in verse 7, he says, as you go. So in those two verses right there, he gives them the parameters of the mandate. Their mandate. Do not go in the way of the Gentiles. Don't go their way. Don't go to them. Your mandate is to this. This is your target audience. This is your target that you've got to face, face and go to. Do not enter any city of the Samaritans. Don't go there. Don't get distracted. You know, we get so many shiny objects in our mandate. Oh, this looks good idea. I speak, I speak to leaders and they get 10 years down the line and they've totally lost their way in their mandate. Verse 7, as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's the message. Preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's here. We still got people that think it's going to come one day. That when you go to heaven, you get the kingdom of God. It's not good there. Jesus wants it established here. Let your kingdom come and you will be done on earth as, as it is in heaven. It's already there. We're not We're not going there to get it. We are to bring it here. All right. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, freely have received, freely give. Now he begins to lay out all the instructions for them in their mandate to go. What they to look for. There's some good principles in there to discover and find and begin to apply in your own leadership and in your own ministry of what you are doing. Where you are supposed to be influencing. But we need workers. We need workers to go into the harvest. The thing about workers is I want you to see in verse 16 of that same chapter. He says, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. The thing about sheep is they are, they tend to be looking very unthreatening. They look naive. They, um, They don't look like <laughs> they can do anything. Have you ever seen sheep running around a field? One goes, they all go, they get stuck. I mean, I, when I was at school, I went to uh, a boarding school, uh, agricultural co- uh, college boarding school, and there was this big field, meadow. No, well, that wasn't a meadow. It was a field in South Africa. We don't have meadows there. <laughs> you have a field. And so there was this field, and there was a water trough with a fence. Just on one side of the trough, just one side, it might have, might have been about a 10 foot fence and all this whole flock of sheep went to the trough and got stuck there because the lead sheep, whoever the leader was, I don't think any of them knew who the leader was, but they got stuck behind this trough and this fence and they were bleating their heads off by buying, 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 and and whatever, and, and they couldn't find their way around. All they had to do was go left or right, and they would have got around and headed towards the the feed, but they got stuck there. We had to as pupils go and chase them away so they could find their way again. They got stuck there. And and you know, and that's how the world views us. The harvest views us unthreatening, naïve, simple, the Greek word says, harmless. Um, I'm just trying to see. I can't read my handwriting. I wrote down from the Greek word. Um, can't understand it. But <laughs> I can't read my handwriting. <laughs> <It's>, that's bad. <laughs> so, um, But harmless, they, they, they're just non-threatening. So they don't look like they can actually... But what we'd want to do is we want to threat. So we put up our big placards and we write on there, you're a sinner, you're going to hell. And if you've done this, 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 and this, then you are going to hell. And we march up and down the street. When I was in, in England, there was this guy, he marched up and down the street wearing funny clothes and wearing. put up a sign that says, if you this, 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 and this, you're going to hell. And what happened was... Um, They, uh, a whole bunch of guys came up and uh, beat him up, this old man. And uh, the police arrested him, not the guys that beat him up, surprisingly. And, uh, but I thought to myself, well, how stupid can stupid get? You know, it's just, what are you doing? I understand his enthusiasm, I understand his passion, but that's not the way to reach them. Jesus, we, we saw last week, Jesus came eating and drinking with tax collectors, sinners, with scam artists, and what the whole religious institution of the day had rejected. But yet, Jesus spends a whole day with them, and not once, it, it must have been a, a habit of Jesus, is just reaching into society, into the culture of the day. Isn't it interesting that he never went and chose he didn't choose religious leaders to be those that he trained up and mentored to carry the assignment. He goes to business people and just skilled guys who could fish and in fact one was a radical politician, not a politician but a, a political activist, Judas. The other Judas was was like this frenzied rebel. He he wanted to go to war to with the Romans. And so, you know, these guys were, and then you got Matthew and you got all these different hoi in, the, in his group, but he never chose religious people. He chose people that were prepared to embrace the assignment, that he could train, that he could mentor, that weren't blocked up with all sorts of religious stuff, junk. And so he now begins to invest in these guys and that was his way because they called him a, a gluttonous, a wine-bibber and a glutton. It wasn't from one occasion, you understand. It's because he kept doing it and the people loved him for it. I really believe that the crowds weren't just because of the signs and wonders. I believe it was his interaction with people to the level that the word spread around and said, he is not like these other dudes that stand on the street corner with their and uh, pull out their scroll and make us demand and command us to stand and listen to them he wasn't like that <laughs> they noticed that and therefore in his influence into the culture and society at large suddenly the rumor began this guy this rabbi this, this he's different he's he speaks with authority and he he manifests his message he reveals his message because and that's what Jesus was telling them to do a drip sip Jesus was saying to them as you go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand heal the sick raise the dead cleanse the rep- lepers so that's what Jesus did now he says i'm sending you out as Sheep among the wolves. There is strategy in this. It's not that we're going to go out there and, oh, we are so intimidated. And wolves, you know, wolves just gives you an idea of devouring. It just gives you that, you're the prey. (laughs) And that puts them off guard. That's the strategy, is they are off guard. They think we're coming as these sheep that are intimidated and we are um, not... uh, Uh, what's the word? Um, We're harmless and naive and simple. And you know, we're just nobodies. We just, oh, you know, don't worry about them. But no, we're coming in authority, kingdom authority. We're coming to colonize the earth with the kingdom of God. We're coming to establish God's rule and reign in the earth. That's what we're coming to do. We're coming to impart and and we impart the, the values, the constitution, we impart the heart of the kingdom of God. We impart the, 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 the kingdom of heaven to men through a process, a strategic process called making disciples. Discipleship does not start when somebody is born again. Jesus only preached the message of born again once to Nicodemus in the night hours when nobody was around and Nicodemus as a learned academic saw that something was different and he came to Jesus and he said, what must I do? And Jesus said, to see the kingdom of God, you have to be born again. And that's what you're looking for is people to come to you and say, what is it that's different? How I want to be part of this kingdom. I want to be part of what you are part of. I want this. You might think they don't, but Jesus said the harvest is ripe. You see, either we believe that or we don't. Either that is true or it's not. So Jesus was giving them a strategy to reach into. And this was strategy was to carry on and on. And they applied it all the time. He said to them, he said, you've got to be as sheep in the midst of wolves. This is the environment we're going into. They think we pray. They are intimidating. They're overwhelming. They think they're going to force us into intimidation. Or into a place by intimidating us. But actually, who's the prey? (laughs) Who is the prey? Jesus says this. He said, therefore, be shrewd. Serpents be shrewd as serpents the word is or as cunning as serpents the word is actually interesting the word is um, a an interesting word it means practical skill or acumen practical skill or acumen you know if you look at a serpent if you look at a snake a snake takes its time. It studies its prey. It finds out where it tr- where it goes. It 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 watches where that prey goes and and what path it follows to find its food. It studies the layout. It studies its prey. It waits back. It camouflages itself. Some of them go in the sand. Some of them lay in the leaves. Some of them lay under logs. Some of them hang in the tree. They find different ways. You know, like the, the mamba, the black and green mamba of South Africa. They go up in a tree, high up in the tree, and they stand high like this. And, you know, like this. <laughs> they stand high in the tree, and they, they watch their territory. They, they have a territory. That's their mandate. <laughs> That's their area of responsibility. And they watch that area, their world, their domain. They're watching it and they're watching for prey it is moving. And then when they watch it, they silently stand there and watch it until they're ready to strike. Then they slide down that tree, move at record speeds. And then they attack the prey, regardless of the size. Have you ever noticed that a snake is never intimidated by the size size of the prey? A snake will eat the prey, swallow the prey, even if it's huge. I mean, you know, you've seen the pictures on Facebook and other other, uh, social media where snakes have swallowed whole pigs. Alligators, it's a big problem in the Everglades right now. The pythons are eating all the alligators, huge things. Um, but a snake is never, you know, never intimidated by the size. So, you you know, we as workers, skilled workers, are never intimidated by the position, the title, the status of anybody. If they are in our domain, if they are in our area, in our mandate area, we begin. To study them as how can we get into their life be as cunning as serpents the other thing is they study their prey they are patient very patient they don't just bamboozle people you know rush up there and say I'm gonna eat you they they take their time they're patient they wait for their prey to come to them they watch carefully So they are patient, they silent, they don't shout and scream and take their Bible, waving it around at work, prophesying to everybody a lot more subtle than that. They hypnotize. In other words, they begin to engage their prey, they engage their prey and then they strike When the time is right. Timing is everything. And they know that they're going to need time after consuming their prey to process it. Never rush. We rush into things. Do things and rush out. We don't engage relationally. As workers, we need to engage people relationally. We need to be as cunning as serpents cunning as serpents we need to have that shrewdness we need to have that acumen that practical skill you remember jesus said this he said wisdom is vindicated by her deeds wisdom is vindicated by her deeds it's approved it's revealed wisdom is revealed the wisdom Of how you interact, engage, equip and empower people is revealed by the manifestation of the actions, of the results. Wisdom is revealed in the effect, the impact that you have. We need workers today, especially in the marketplace, who are skilled, wise, practical, we need skilled workers in the last days. I want to leave you with that thought about the snake and his cunningness. We sheep being thrust out into amongst this in hostile environment. It is threatening, it could be intimidating, but they don't know. They think we're sheep, but we're actually lions in sheep's clothing. <laughs> We roar. We roar with authority of the kingdom of God. We come with cunning, with cunning ability to reach in and, and bring the kingdom to people's lives where they are. We're like Jesus that meets Peter on a boat. He, I'm, I'm telling you that there was enough there for Jesus to ask Peter to launch him out. But Jesus had studied what Peter was about. Jesus had watched carefully this man and his business and his partners. He knew there was potential there And that's why he could ask him and get into his area of life the area of where he was and Jesus could influence it. Jesus could get into Matthew's world and influence it into Jairus's world and various other people There is the strategy for the last days and the last days began in the book of Acts <laughs> But today more than ever before we need to be strategic People are desperately looking for the message that you have the message of the kingdom They desperately need you to walk in the authority of the kingdom of God, bringing deliverance, bringing healing from every kind of sickness and every kind of disease. Bringing wholeness to their life, bringing a new government into their life where they have privileges and rights as a citizen. They're not interested in our religious meetings. They're not interested in our programs. They want the kingdom of God of God they want the culture of heaven but they were we were created for that and that's what they want and you are the skilled worker that can take it to them if you're a leader watching this then you should be instructing equipping people in the wisdom of Jesus strategy I want to talk next week about well actually I've still got doves I didn't get to the doves part but I want to talk about, maybe not next week, maybe the following week, about discipleship. Again, what is the strategy? I'm talking discipleship already. This is discipleship. You understand, this is not, discipleship is not this religious format that we follow of a 10-week program in our building. Discipleship is far more than that. And I will again bring that to you um, in the next week or two. Maybe it's next week, because I don't know how much I'm going to talk about doves, but we'll see. So don't miss next Sunday, the live broadcast or the KLE episode. The Kingdom Leadership Equipping podcast is also available. I pop up the link here so you can, you can distribute it, you can share it. Run a watch party with the live video. Why not do that? Give us a share and give us a like. I'd appreciate it. Let's get the message out there. Let's begin to inspire people. I know this is not your normal church message, and I'm not saying it nicely like I don't fit the religious way of presenting things. I'm sorry if you are offended by that, but not sorry. Because this is the message that I have in my heart. That we begin to become world influencers. Making a difference. Bringing transformation and impact into our world. But there is a a wise strategy for that it's not this bamboozle just run out there and and you know beat everybody over the head with our 10 scriptures that we've memorized or our program that we've got <laughs> i did the ee3 program and you, we, we we had this approach and and you know what with all that preparation and all that program and all that training and everything else i mean you go through like 15 weeks of training on that and i did the Teacher trainer thing and I don't mean to down. I mean it works people we led people to the Lord and it so but the effect the impact that we need today doesn't come from that. It's still that 90% of people do not use the stuff that they, they got the certificate the EE3 certificate, but they don't do anything with it because they it's not the strategy that the Holy Spirit has given us through Jesus Christ. Or that Jesus has given us through the Holy Spirit, the other way around. (laughs) The governor of heaven is within us and he has the strategy, the wise strategy on how to influence and reach the world that we are in. All right. So that's the thought I wanted to leave with you for this Sunday message. Thank you for being with me. And I pray that in Jesus name, you would step into the authority, that you would have clarity, that you would begin to understand his strategy, that as a leader, you will have the wisdom to begin to walk in the way Jesus instructed and begin to instruct people and see the effect. It's not about building your church, it's about building the kingdom of God. You understand? It's not about spreading the message of your church, it's about spreading the message of the kingdom of God. And the more you the more effective we are in that, the more the community of the church will grow. Not our church, not your church, my church, your denomination, my denomination, but how the community Of believers, the community of the citizens of the kingdom of God will begin to grow. And when that happens, and we start seeing this multiplication happening, and this, um, this, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Compounded, compounded effect happening through discipleship. We're going to see an immense impact in this world. And we need it in these days. We need it in these days, I'm going to say it again. We need it in these days. It's a crisis hour. It's a critical hour for us to do this. All right? So, I, this is not just a logical, you understand, I'm giving you a strategic business approach to this, but it's all by the spirit of God, by the grace of God. And I hope you understand that. I hope you grasp that. But please get the passion that that Jesus was sharing with and and the heart that I'm sharing with. All right. So thank you for being with me. As I said, I appreciate it. Love and share. Until next time. God bless you. And this is Sean saying over and out.